Well, good evening. I got to get ready here. There we go. Ooh, yeah. I'm ready. Well, good evening again. God, uh, <clears throat> the Lord bless you. It's, uh, it's good to be back together here on this Lenten service, and I hope all of you are doing well. Uh, the basis for my thoughts uh, tonight are, of course, the third and the fourth commandment, uh, remembering the Sabbath day to keep it holy, and then honoring our moms and dads. So, before we begin, let's have a little prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you, O oh God, tonight that you have given us uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, Lord, not the Ten Suggestions, but uh, the Ten Commandments to lead and guide our life, Lord, in ways that are pleasing to you. Lord, uh, uh, we pray that uh, even though these commandments have been studied for years and years and years, we pray that they may make sense to us and that uh, they would come alive uh, for us as well uh, tonight. And Lord, I thank you for each one who has come out. And uh, Lord, whatever uh, burdens and heartaches and even sorrows that we may bring with us tonight, we ask only, O oh God, for your grace to leave them at your feet and just to open our hearts to your word. Lord, we pray this now in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Well, <clears throat> I got to start out by telling you, I got to tell you, I love gadgets. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a big gadget man. I love gadgets, especially when they work. <laughs> when they don't work, it's like that old time light flashing on the uh, VCR. I don't have a VCR anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. I love gadgets when they work. I think they're pretty cool. Now I have to tell you, and I'm please, I'm not, I'm not bragging or lifting myself up at all. But uh, last summer, uh, Sandy and I traded cars, <clears throat> and this car happens to have a gadget on it that, to me, is absolutely incredible. Some of you probably have them all, but anyway. <clears throat> this has a little gadget. It's called Lane Keeper. And, uh, uh, and, and so, uh, it, it little gadget that uh, when, I, when I go off to the left or off to the right across that line, one of three things will happen. <laughs> the first thing that will happen uh, will be that the steering wheel jiggles. <laughs> it just kind of jiggles, and it gets my attention. The second thing that will happen if I, if I cross the line either direction is that somehow or other it knows and it'll kind of gently steer me back to the place where I belong. You know, go this way, it'll go this way, go this way, it'll go that way. Now, the, and the third one that I really love uh, is uh, if I cross the, uh, the white line or the yellow line, <laughs> there'll be a little sign that'll pop up that will say, stop for coffee, stop for coffee, stop for coffee, stop for coffee. <laughs> oh. Oh, it just uh, amazes me. Boy, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I start to think about it. So, you know, if you take that out the next step farther, <clears throat> wouldn't it be nice if every time I started to get off track, in my life with God, off the narrow track a little bit, 
need some adjustment in my attitudes or my language or some adjustments in my behavior, wouldn't it be great if something inside of me would jiggle? <laughs> I don't know, maybe my spleen or, uh, you know, maybe my liver would kind of go back and forth a little bit, something on that order. But wouldn't that be great if something inside would jiggle? Or wouldn't it be great if I started to drift away a little bit from God's intended path for me and some little sign would pop up and the sign would say slow down time for a coffee love your spouse and for heaven's sake get up and go to bed or get, not go to bed go to church get up and go to church get up and go to church I thought oh man wouldn't it be great to have something like that it would just keep us dead on track all the time and then I start to think, well, isn't that really the purpose of the Ten Commandments? To keep us on track in our life and our walk with God. Uh, years ago, when my mom and dad were uh, still alive and living out in Illinois, Sandy and I would go out and uh, visit them for a little, for two or three days, and, and we'd get in the car, get ready to, get ready to uh, leave to come back to Iowa. And uh, my dad would say something on the order of, <clears throat> keep it between the ditches. Now, I, I, I know that he was, it was his loving way of saying, drive careful. But I thought, hmm, isn't that really the purpose of the Ten Commandments? To keep us between the ditches. And heaven knows, there are all kinds of dangerous ditches all around us in which we can fall. And so that brings me to the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now when I think of that, I think of, I want to try to remember if I can remember them, <laughs> uh, four, four ditches that we risk running into when we forget the Sabbath. <clears throat> the first ditch is I begin to turn my back on the word of God. I begin to think I really don't need the word of God that much. And so I begin to think to myself, you know, I, I, I think uh, I really don't need to know or understand God's agenda for my life. I am really uh, pretty good at discovering my own agenda. I want to live, <coughs> Lord, in my own way, <coughs> in, way uh, in the way that I choose to. But the more I do that, the more I, stitch, I, I, I steer toward the, the ditch of self-destruction <coughs> and, and problems in my life. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, um, So that's the first one. The first ditch that the third commandment helps us to avoid <coughs> is uh, steering away, uh, uh, that is, uh, it steers me towards the word of God. Now the second ditch that I, that I think uh, we risk the run, the, we, we risk running into is uh, 
uh, I lose contact with the voice of God inside of me. I need to have God, <coughs> I need to have that sense that God is speaking to me here. <coughs> there are, there are uh, it's a lot like uh, Elijah. You remember the story of Elijah? and he, uh, He's running away. And what does, How does God speak to him? Not in the wind, fire, storm. God speaks to him in a still, small voice. And I think that somehow God still does that for us. Now, I don't know what that means. Uh, and honestly, I don't, want, I don't know what that means for each of you or for me. But I know that somehow God wants to speak to your heart. Now, there are all kinds of words that just cry a crowd in on us all day long. Well, ad, uh, uh, commercials, advertisements, salespeople, uh, crying children, people demanding stuff of us, all kinds of voices and stuff reaching out to us. When I take time to remember the Sabbath, I suddenly take time to hear the voice of God. And without that voice, without the sense of God's direction, life will never be what God intended it for us, for it to be in Jesus Christ. That's number two. The third ditch that uh, the, <clears throat> uh, that uh, the third commandment helps us to avoid is, uh, is the risk of forgetting the story. Forget the risk. Oh boy, it's easy. You know, we, we are here because there is a story to be told. We are here and we are a part of that story. <coughs> Years ago, when Nor a bunch of Norwegian farmers decided to build a church here in Story City, they didn't do it to show off. <coughs> they did it because they knew that they had a story to tell. <coughs> they knew that they had a story. And they wanted to ensure that all the generations yet to come after them also knew the story. And so we, we are as much a part of that story as, uh, uh, as Abraham and, and uh, Moses, as David and Elijah, as Paul and Silas, as uh, Martin Luther and Dietrich Bonhoeffer. We are a part of their story as much as they are a part of us. It's as though... In a way, they are part of, a, a part of us here tonight, saying, come on, keep going. Don't forget your story. Don't forget your story, because we live by it. It defines who we are, and it gives us that encouragement that we need. All right, so, got that? <laughs> All right, there's the fourth one. And the fourth one is, guess what? You've got to take time to rest. Yeah, yeah, we know that. You've got to take time to rest. God <clears throat> did not create us as uh, machines, huh? Uh, that we are people who need rest. We need people, we need time to decompress. We need time to take a, a long walk. We need time to read a book. We need time to be in quiet fellowship with one another in our families. And I hate to say it, but uh, we probably also 
need a chance to play some golf. Uh, I can't believe I just said that. Not on Sunday, however. Not on Sunday. So anyway, God has gifted us this marvelous gift of uh, the third commandment because he knows our need to stay in touch with his word, to hear his voice, to, to, to be a part of that story, and to find rest for our, our bodies, our souls, and our spirits. That's the joy, that's the power of the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Now, I want to touch just briefly on the, on the fourth commandment, honor your mom and dad. Now, I have to be honest with you. I, I have a hard time dealing with this particular uh, commandment. Why? Because for many of us here in this room tonight, our parents are deceased. Our parents have passed away. Uh, for others, uh, some of our, our parents may live in, in distant places, Florida and Arizona, who knows where, but they're in distant places and we don't get to see them very often. Or our parents may be str struggling with severe issues of aging and we're struggling even now with how to help them through these difficult years. Other, other uh, parents uh, uh, maybe are incarcerated. Maybe others are, are in the throes of addiction and don't know how to parent. There are all kinds of reasons uh, for me that I have a hard time speaking about the, the, the fourth commandment. But yet it's there. It is there for us to embrace. Honor your mom and dad. Now, um, when, uh, uh, hold on, I'll find it. I got it right here. No, I don't. I'll just talk. <laughs> It'll come to me. Um, God has given us the Ten Commandments because they're the, the, the one, there are two, okay, I'll get this straight. There are two ditches that the fourth commandment helps us to avoid. The first ditch is disharmony in the family. Nothing I know is harder <coughs> for our children when there is disharmony in the family. Now, the children, all this, I think the commandment is saying that we as children, no matter our age, have a responsibility to bring order and discourse uh, to the family. We, we know uh, that there's a lot of dysfunction in many families. But just think, if the power of this commandment was put into being for, uh, uh, for our families, how blessed they would be. You see, what happens when, uh, <clears throat> when, I, uh, when I do not respect my mom and dad? I, I put myself in a position that I did not earn or deserve. I cannot parent my own self. I haven't had the experience. I don't know the values of the society and the family in which I live and so on. 
Now, of course, later on, we need to have our own internal guiding, but as a child, uh, uh, it's not within me to parent myself. And so I receive from my mom and dad their values, their faith, their wisdom guided, uh, or their experience guided wisdom, and I receive from them my hope for the future. Families indeed are blessed when children understand and respect mom and dad. It has to be. Now, the second one that I want to mention is uh, when, uh, uh, when we disregard the fourth commandment, it's a disruption not only of the family, but of the whole society itself. It was uh, Martin Luther that said, if I can remember basically the explanation of Martin Luther to the fourth commandment, you shall, uh, you shall uh, love and serve God so that we do not disrespect our parents or others in authority, but respect, obey, love, and serve them. Yeah. Others in authority. Society needs our respect for those in authority over us or everything begins to crumble. And so I respect not only my parents, but teachers and law enforcement and magistrates and so on. Those over me, I need to respect them and honor them because that's what makes society work. That's why God gave us the Ten Commandments in the first place so that we, as a society, may, may move together into the presence of God. Oh, my. What, a, what a, a marvelous blessing that God has given to us. Well, um, yeah. I forgot to tell you that uh, <clears throat> in the, on this gadget of mine... <laughs> There is a little button on the side of the uh, turn signal that turns it off. <laughs> I can just turn that little bugger off, and uh, I can I can turn I can I can disregard this little gadget that will help guide me safely to my destination. Then I would think, huh, I've been driving for years and years. I can make it without this little help. In the same way, in the same way, I can turn my back on, on God's list of commandments. And in so doing, I can go out, I can erect my own idols, I can take God's name in vain, I can disregard the Sabbath, I can steal, I can commit adultery, I can rob, I can covet, I can do all kinds of things. But that's not a part of God's plan for me. It's not a, plan of, a part of God's plan for you. What a marvelous God we have. And so uh, tonight, uh, as we do every night, we, do, we just give thanks to God that God has given us his precious gift. For it is through the commandments and the ones we've talked about tonight 
that will, yes, keep me, should I say it, on the straight and narrow? But more important, they will keep me safe all the way home to my Father's house. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Oh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, Lord we'd, uh, we just love you, Lord, and honor you. Sometimes, Lord, we don't do the commandments really well. Sometimes, Lord, we get caught up in, uh, in, in erecting our own gods, our own idols. Sometimes, Lord, we disregard your word altogether. But we are here, Heavenly Father, begging and crying out to you that your Holy Spirit would lead us every day, every moment, every hour in ways that indeed are pleasing to you. And so, Lord, tonight we say we love you. Thank you, Lord, for being our God. Thank you, Lord, for caring enough to show us the way. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.